0: Well, I think a podcast, I think a conversation that if we're being honest with ourselves, Brian, I'm not sure if you or I – would have bought that we would be having this conversation four months ago uh, before a playoff game. It's softy, it's Hawk Blogger. We go back to August, go back to September, go back to mid-September before the first game against the Cowboys after the 0-2 start. And if I would have told you after losses to Denver and Chicago that the Hawks would uh, roll off 10 of 14 after that loss uh, in uh, in Chicago and that we'd be sitting here getting ready for a playoff game on Saturday, I uh, I wonder if you would have bought that.
1: No way. (laughs) No way. I mean, look, you and I talked before the season. First of all, hello, Dave. It's always good to talk to you.
0: Hi, Brian. Happy New Um,
1: Year. Happy New Year, dude. Um, You and I talked before the season. We made it very clear that neither one of us were grading this season based on wins and losses. This season was about development. This season was about where they're going to find some pieces to be foundational for the future years. And that was it. Like we were just hoping they didn't, you know, just totally face dive. And, you know, yes, I predicted nine wins. But uh, after the first two games, I was predicting Pete Carroll to get canned. I mean, I I thought he was doing everything he could to to take the season the wrong way. And Mm. man, it is so nice. It is such a like luxury and something i'm savoring i think a lot of seahawks fans are that we're talking about a playoff game it's awesome
0: and not only were there some folks that thought that potentially pete carroll may be on his way out but i think we can go back and say now brian and i'm not sure if you agree or not that the number one reason why the seahawks are in this position is because of pete carroll
1: agreed 100 percent oh my gosh i mean I'm glad there's there's some sanity out there. You and I can have that conversation. I can't tell you how many people feel the opposite. They feel that, that they're you know, they're winning in spite of Pete and this is all about Russell Wilson. Russell what? Wilson's the only reason that we're in the playoffs. That's, but. that's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> Who do you
1: where, Oh my god, where do you they're find all these, Twitter.
0: where do you find these people?
1: They are everywhere, my friend. Yeah, Ben Baldwin, uh, Nathan Ernst, Evan, uh, they're all over the place, man. Evan Evan
0: doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Just forget (laughs) him.
1: All right, he, but he's fun. He's fun, and he knows a little bit about what he's talking no, about, especially I'm, the salary cap. I'm I'm
0: kidding, by the way, about that whole thing. But I, I I do find that a little bit hard to comprehend that there are people out there that do not want to give Pete Carroll the credit he deserves. Uh, that that is asinine, man. I mean, going out there and and replacing two coordinators, an offensive line coach, replacing almost your entire secondary replacing your defensive front, replacing two offensive linemen, uh, a new running back room, new wide receivers, new special teams, stalwarts and your punter and kicker, and you don't want to give the head coach credit for winning one more game than last year? You're out of your mind if you believe that.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I fight fight the fight, but – yeah, I'm glad we're back in uh, the, the land of sanity in this conversation, at least.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, and, and let's talk about Russell Wilson, because he is putting up career highs in a lot of categories, but he's not throwing the ball. He's, uh, he's, he just ended up, I think, his third fewest passing attempts in his career uh, and the fewest since they won the Super Bowl in 2013. And I saw you tweet out an article that was in USA Today the other day where they claim that the numbers are there because he's throwing the ball more, which is the exact opposite of reality.
1: I know. I know. I mean, you 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 go on with national and and you know all the coverage around. So you know how it goes. People barely spend any time thinking about teams outside their locale, and and it's there's a lot of superficial analysis out there. And and look, Russell's playing great. Uh, I think he's a huge advantage for us in pretty much every game we're going to play, other than you know uh, maybe against a Patriots team or against a Saints team, um, but. He's, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. And part of the reason the Seahawks have a chance to win this game in Dallas is because They've got a real advantage at the quarterback position.
0: Yeah, they sure do. Uh and look, I know we quote and you have your own uh, you know, analytics and your own system of of coming up with numbers and all that stuff and grading systems, but Pro Football Focus has Russell Wilson with the seventh best passing grade in the NFL and Dak Prescott at number eighteen, although Dak Prescott has thrown almost a hundred more passes than Russell Wilson. And look, I mean, the 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 obvious intangibles is that you got one guy starting his second playoff game and one guy starting his thirteenth. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, well, and and Russell Wilson's got a, you know, one of the few winning records in the playoffs. Uh, Dak Prescott's yet to win one, but you know there there are some some uh, uh, stats that go the other direction, Dave, and, and aren't as positive. I mean, you know the Seahawks' road playoff record. You know how many times they've won a road playoff game in the last like thirty years? Uh, they've won
0: two since the Miami game in '83, so three total. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. So I mean. You're, and, and one of those was Blair Walsh shanking a, like, 20-yard field goal. Right. So,
0: so really what you're saying is they're 1-2, and two, really. <laughs> they should have lost it, the it, Viking game, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, they really have, have have barely won games, playoff games on the road. Road games are hard enough as it is. When you play a, a team that's qualified to play in the playoffs, it's even harder. So, you know, that's a big advantage. And Dallas is a much better team um, in Dallas than they are. It's it, it They're point differential at home versus the road is an 11 point swing. That's the fourth largest in the NFL. So the implication there is they are, you know, much, much better at home. And, and uh, I think that's going to make it a tough game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think the Seahawks bring into it a quarterback that's one in the moments that matter. So that's a big advantage for Seattle.
0: Well, I think I think the biggest concern for me in this game is an obvious one from my perspective. I don't know if you agree or not, and you probably don't because we usually don't agree on stuff like this. But the secondary right now against Amari Cooper and, and Dak Prescott, who, by the way, is a much, much better quarterback at home, uh, than he is on the road. Uh, Dak Prescott has a passer rating of 86 on the road. It's 110 uh, in, the, in the AT&T yep. Stadium. 14 touchdowns at home, 8 on the road, 72% uh, at home, 64% on the road. And you're going, uh, going up against a banged-up secondary, number one, that will not be totally healthy uh, on game day for sure. And then number two, uh, a secondary that includes a bunch of guys that are playing in their first postseason game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I worry a little bit less about the playing the first postseason game part, but the home road splits are for real, Dave. I mean, uh, Dallas overall, they average 25 points at home, 17 on the road. Like they're just, they're, they are a much better team, especially offensively at home. And, you know, it makes some sense. Dak and and that team, they've got some young players and, and they just feel more comfortable there. But look, Dallas is also allowed to 56 sacks, and they allowed 28 in the first half of the season. They allowed 28 in the second half of the season. Their starting guard, uh, Sulafila, who took over for Connor Williams, who's a rookie, looks like he's not going to play, so they're going to have to put the rookie back in. And I was listening to Dallas Radio this week. They were not—they were really hoping that he did not have to come back in. So that's a little bit of like an Ethan Posick situation over there. And the Seahawks had five sacks in the first game. and And I think there's a real good reason to expect the Seahawks, Going to get a little bit more pass pressure this time.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Dick was asking me the other day, uh, would you take being down 24-20, Seahawks have the ball with a couple of minutes to go, And I said I would not, Uh, not on the road and not against a defense like that in that stadium, but I do think a a crucial portion of the game is going to be in the second quarter because you know how the Hawks have just completely feasted on the last drive of a half when they have the ball with a buck and a half, two minutes to go, 220, whatever. Russell Wilson's passer rating in the second quarter this year is 124. He's got 12 touchdowns and one pick, so if it's a close game – with three or four minutes to go in the second quarter and the Hawks have the ball, uh, if they can put seven up in that scenario, which they've done many times this year, to me that could prove to be a crucial, crucial turning point in a game like this.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. Second quarter's been big all year and and Schottenheimer's had pretty clear trends where the first quarter's kind of a learning quarter for them and they do do a lot more running. And then second quarter turns into a little bit more passing and and they, they put up a lot of points there. I think, let me ask you this question, Dave. Do you think the Seahawks are going to rush for more than 100 yards in this game?
0: I think it's going to be hard to do. I really do. I mean, the Cowboys are number 5 in the NFL in yards per carry allowed. The Hawks are number 5 in yards per carry on offense, so it's uh it's strength on strength, but I think it's going to be a difficult thing to do in this game. I really do.
1: How about you? Well, let me give you two numbers to think about here. Uh, The Cowboys have allowed only six teams all year to rush for 100 yards. Seattle is one of them. Dallas is one in five in those games. The only game they won was by one point, and that was in week 17 against the Giants. So one in five when they allow 100 yard rushing. The Seahawks, in the past 13 weeks, have only rushed for less than 154 yards once, and they won that game. So. That is going to be a huge part of how this game plays out. You know, the Seahawks really committed to the run. They did not run well against Dallas the first time, but they committed to it. And they ran for 113 yards, something like that, and gave Russell opportunities to beat him deep. And I think that formula is an interesting one. But it's going to be tough sledding. Dallas is really good uh, defending the run.
0: Yeah, but see, and you just kind of answered it right there. It took you about four minutes, and you finally answered your own question because you gave me all these numbers about what the Cowboys do when they do allow a hundred yard back, and what the Hawks do when they do go for a buck fifty four or more. But the question is, okay, will they do that? Will they go for a buck fifty four? Will they go for a hundred yards? I I would like to revise my answer. Okay, I I think they will run for a hundred yards. I think it'll take potentially 30 carries to get there, and -hmm. that doesn't bode well for the Hawks. So I think a game like this, look, we always talk about the X factors. You know, yeah, Doug Baldwin, yeah, Tyler Lockett you know what, there's going to be so much attention paid to guys like that. I could see a Jerron Brown having a game. I could see a Nick Vanette or an Ed Dixon having a game against that uh, Dallas Cowboy back seven when there's so much attention paid to the Seahawks running game and so much uh, attention paid to Baldwin and Lockett. Guys like that sometimes tend to break free. So if you want to win a game like this, you may need a guy like that to step up. And I think a guy like that will step up.
1: I think that's I think that's very true. And, and I mean, I uh, I'm sure you've you've been reading my blog all week and getting all the great insights there. I have. There, but I loved
0: your uh, b- the uh, biggest differences between this game and the game in uh,
1: September. That was great. that's great because that's the one. Thank you. That's the one I was going to reference. I mean, Justin Britt and George Fant didn't play a snap in that first game. Right. So if you're looking for a reason to be optimistic about the Seahawks running game, that would be number one. Um, and and I think. You know, everyone's going to talk about Amari Cooper is new to this game, but Doug Baldwin didn't play in that first game. And the Seahawks are a completely different team when Doug Baldwin's not only playing, but when he's playing well the way he's played the past few weeks. So, yeah, yeah, I think think it's going to be a great game. I'm so looking forward to just spending – you know, a Saturday afternoon in January, watching Seahawks playoff football, um, yeah. I'm just going to you know eat it all up. To be honest, I don't think
0: there's any doubt. The game kicks off at five fifteen or five twenty. What time is kickoff on Saturday? Yeah,
1: five
0: fifteen. I think five fifteen. There's there's no doubt to me that at eight o'clock tomorrow night, this is going to be a game. It'll be anybody's ball game at eight o'clock tomorrow night. So mid fourth you, where,
1: where's your heart, man? What, what's your heart telling you is going to happen in this game?
0: Well, obviously, I think the Hawks are going to win, but I'm nervous as hell. I mean, yeah. Pete Carroll is 6-0 and as the coach of the Hawks in his first playoff game of each year. But, as you said, he's also lost a ton of games on the road. The Seahawks do have two wins under Pete Carroll on the road. they got three total in their history, and two of them belong to Pete. I just think Russell Wilson's got to be the difference, man. I mean, the year he's been having, he's so efficient. Uh, the way he's been taking care of the football, the big play potential with Baldwin being back, uh, the Amari Cooper thing doesn't scare me at all. You know, look, if Amari Cooper goes out and has a big game, then God bless him. But Amari Cooper has had big games for the Raiders, big games for the Cowboys. He's also had turds of games for both those mm-hmm. teams this year. And there's going to be a lot of attention paid to Amari Cooper. I, I, I just don't see him being a big-time difference maker in this game for the Cowboys, man. I really don't. If they lose, yeah, I mean, If they lose, it'll be because of somebody him. else.
1: He's a good player for sure, but I mean, he's had a game that he had 210 yards with Dallas. A game where he had like 180 yards. I don't think he's had a game over 75, other than that. And the last three weeks of the season, exactly.
0: Look at what he's, he's done.
1: Combined 86 no. yards.
0: Nothing. <laughs> he's speed. done. He's done so, nothing.
1: Nothing. Yeah. I, you know. I just, yeah, I, I think that when you have one guy, I think you can defend. I think Cole Beasley gives me a lot more concern than Amari Cooper does.
0: Yeah, well, listen, man, that's going to be a problem, especially him running underneath the secondary. Uh, you know, K.J. Wright coming back is a big, big factor in that regard, no doubt. But I think, uh, you know, again, pressure on Dak Prescott. This guy actually has been pretty good uh, under pressure. I think he's got the seventh or eighth best passer rating in the NFL when when under pressure. The difference is between the two guys is that when Russell has the clean pocket, and has to be a real pocket passer, Russell Wilson is five times the player Dak Prescott is.
1: Yeah, and, and one of the things that, that, to keep an eye on is Dak and that offense struggle against zone defenses. There's a lot of stats that show that, and the Seahawks play almost exclusively zone defense. So, um, you know, that's going to be another game within a game. The, the Cowboys just have not scored very much against I mean, even last year, the um, first game they got Zeke back, Tx had no business winning that game, and they 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 won it with like 130 yards of offense or something crazy like that. So, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a reason to be optimistic. I, I personally am like, I'm I give Dallas the edge in this game. I'm certainly not hoping that happens, but I, I think that home field advantage is a big deal and. Yep. And I think the house is a good team, but I have constantly underestimated the Seahawks this year. I would love for them to to make me look stupid once again.
0: Gotcha. Great stuff, man. Love it. And hopefully you and I are talking next week about another game, but we'll catch you up either way. All right, pal?
1: Sounds good, Softy. See you, buddy.
0: Hawk Blogger, Brian Nemhauser. Find him on Twitter, at Hawk Blogger on the web. It's always free uh, at hawkblogger.com. Good stuff. Go Hawks, and we'll talk to you next week. See you.